Precious, wonderful people of God, here we are again together talking about a very, very important matter that's going on in the world today. I just had a fabulous uh, time uh, ministering. I'm here with Chad and dear Marie, who heads our uh, outreach programs and uh, has been with me for many, many, many years a dear sister in the Lord. And Chad, who uh, has been such a blessing uh, to me and to our ministry, he is, of course, from Jordan and very acquainted with, with our part of the world. And dear Marie, of course, lived in France, and she's uh, half Indian and half Portuguese. Portuguese. So she's also... Uh, very well versed in the international uh, happenings of the world. She she knows what's going on. She's in fact highly educated in that. So I want to talk to you today, and and I'm hoping you'll say a few things, both of you, uh, because we want to comfort you. We 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 want to strengthen you. We want to help you. The situation that is developing now in Europe uh, could develop into a European war. It's not something I thought I would be saying at this time. Uh, President Biden uh, made a very uh, clear uh, cut uh, speech with a warning uh, yesterday. And uh, basically, you know, what you hear everyone saying is we could be on the verge of a European war. Now, first, let me give you my point of view. This is just me, Benny Hinn, speaking. I'm not saying the Lord said anything to me. I'm just speaking as one who lived in a war-torn part of the world lived through three wars before we ever immigrated to Canada in 1968. And I can tell you what war does. It's very destructive, way beyond what anyone can explain. Now, we did not see defeat come to Israel when I was growing up. And Israel truly has not ever been defeated because of God's protection and blessings on them since 1948, I'm talking about. But uh, I don't think I know, how shall I say this? Uh, when we grew up, n n nearly all our neighbors lost somebody mm -hmm. in the war, in the 48 war. And a lot of people died in 67 and more of them in 73. And uh, by that time, we were gone, of course. But uh, I've gone back and forth so many times, so many times to the Holy Land that I've met with many people that I knew personally who uh, fought in the 73 war. Now, I'm going to kind of share with you some thoughts from Ezekiel 38, from verse 14 and on, which I have never had the chance to talk about because, you know, we, we have focused with you only on verse 1 to 13, basically. The, the war will happen, 
here are the nations what will be involved. But if you go beyond verse 14, there's a lot of information there that I think is very important. So Lord, we come to you and we ask for your guidance. Direct us, Lord, that we might strengthen your people, comfort your people, in Jesus' holy and mighty name. Amen. I want to start by saying your future is glorious. Amen. Your future is brighter than you can ever imagine, ever realize, because you are God's people. So there is nothing to worry about, but I think it's good to be informed, and it's good to plan for spiritual blessings, and also that we might be protected and our families. So how do we plan? Well, we plan by knowing God's mind. And how do we know God's mind? Through his word. Now, there's a lot of thought that uh, people need to get clear on. A lot of things people need to get clear on, and that is the war of Gog and Magog in Revelation because there will be another war that is called by the same name a thousand years after the millennium reign of Jesus, mm-hmm. where the nations will come against the camp of the saints, the church, Jews and Gentiles, in Jerusalem. And that uh, war is completely different from Ezekiel 38, because in that war, we don't see the name of nations. We just see the devil, Satan, bringing the globe together, right. led by a northern power. Mm-hmm. And that uh, war will, will, will be a quick war, and, and they'll be defeated by God himself. No armies will fight them. God will send fire from heaven and destroy them. And then a new earth, will, God will create a brand new earth, a brand new heaven. <clears throat> and so, uh, but, but when, you, when you read uh, from verse 14 and, and on, it begins to clear up on this one that's right. coming up. Now, I am I'm not 100% convinced, but I'm getting there, that this war will happen in our lifetime, this Ezekiel 38 war. Because the, what this present situation will trigger, and frankly, it already has begun, because the invasion of the Ukraine, you just can't rewind it. You, right. you can't go back to the way things were ever again in Europe. Europe will never be the same. Because now what we're, we are looking at is the... Uh, mentality of the Second World War has come back to life. The European people are preparing for another war. And a lot of people are now saying a Third World War is on the way. I pray it's not going to happen. But if it does, God is in control. Totally in control. So, but even if there is no war in Europe, there will be a lot of a lot of shaking a lot of shaking that will continue uh, and become even greater shaking until Ezekiel 38 
because what is going to probably happen happen is some type of a, a conflict will arise. Maybe not exactly a hot war. It could be a cold war in Europe. Because, I mean, who wants to use nuclear weapons? It'll destroy the whole globe. But I think there will be maybe a conventional type of war in Europe that is going to be uh, one of those events that will shake the world in a, in a greater way than we've seen in years and years. And that is what I think is going to weaken this conventional war. If it happens, they're all talking about it, or many are. Uh, it will, it will, it will realign Europe. Yes. And the Soviet, well, Russia, what was the Soviet Union, I think will come back in a strong position. Why do I say that? Because of this. Ezekiel 38 talks about them as being a, a very strong power from right. the north. Mm -hmm. Which means if this war in Europe happens, as people are leaders and people in the know are saying it could happen, most likely Russia will come out as a winner of the European conflict, whether it's a cold war or a hot war. I don't think it will be nuclear, God willing, I'm right. I think it will be conventional. But here's what it says. Therefore, son of man, I'm reading verse 14. You may want to follow with me in your Bibles. Uh, that's Ezekiel 38. Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say unto Gog. Now, Gog is the chief, the leading individual, could be Putin. Thus saith the Lord God, in that day when my people of Israel dwelleth safely, shall thou not know it? So the war is going to happen at a, at a time of tremendous uh, peace in the Middle East, and I feel I have to say this to you, that a war in Europe will bring about unity between Arabs and Jews very quickly. Why? Why? Well, because uh, that war in Europe is going to create uh, what happened before 1948. Before 1948, the Arabs uh, were, were very welcoming to the, to the Zionists. Weitzman, Chaim Weitzman, who became the first president of Israel, met with uh, King Faisal. Yes. And King Faisal gave him a letter and said, we welcome you among us. But then he wrote with his hand, on the condition we be given our independence by the British. And the British broke their promise. Because the Middle East was divided by Britain and France. The British took uh, Egypt, uh, down in Egypt. They, they, they took what was at that time, Transjordan, Palestine, and Iraq, and so on. And the French took Lebanon and Syria. And Faisal said to Weizmann, 
He said, if they break their promise, I will break mine. Imagine what the world would have been like had the, had the British not broken the promise to the Arabs and given them their independence. Instead, they divided the, the whole Middle East. So Arabs and Jews were at peace prior to 1948. But when the British broke their promise after the first war, after the first war, when, uh, when General Allenby was his name, liberated Jerusalem from the Turks, from the Ottomans, and the Jewish people thought this is redemption, we are the Messiah's coming. And they were believing that the, that the British are, are, are going to give them a, a home now. That's where the Balfour Declaration happened. Many of you can look at your history. There was a man named Mr. Balfour who, who gave the uh, Jewish people a letter and the British government, uh, by the authority at that time of the, of the king, promised them a homeland for the Jewish people. And, and that uh, was, was a, a, a great promise by the British, but they broke their promise to the Arabs. And when they broke their promise to the Arabs, because of oil. I was gonna ask you why. Well, because the, the, the well, first of all, let me go back. They, they broke their promise first because there was two men that made an, an agreement, uh, one Englishman, one Frenchman, to divide the Middle East for, for oil. They, they wanted the oil. So they wanted the land. Yes, they wanted the land. But later, later, they, uh, they again uh, broke another promise, the British. That's why they ceased to be an empire, the British. The sun never set, you know, on the British Empire prior to that. And then they broke another promise to the Jewish people. And that's why we have the conflict. It's been going on all these years. And now what we are going to see is when Europe starts to divide, the Middle East will unite. Guaranteed. And, and you, you, you ask the question, why? Because it's for their security. And now the unity has begun with the Abraham Accord, but even before the Abraham Accord with Sadat, who made peace with Israel, and with King Hussein, who made peace with Israel you know, Jordan. And then now all these others have followed and more will, will join. And this is going to be an amazing time for the entire Arab Middle East world with Israel in it. And they're going to benefit and prosper. But I want to say one more thing, that Europe, I do not believe, will win the conflict with Russia. And, and I'm basing it basically on Ezekiel 38, because Ezekiel 38 talks about Russia being a great force. It says, and thou shalt come, verse 15, from thy place out of the north parts, thou and many people with thee, all of them riding upon horses, a great company and a mighty army. That means what? It means victory. They came out of a victory. And thou shalt come up against my people of Israel as a cloud to cover the land. It shall be in the latter days, which is now. And I will bring thee against my land, and God has a reason for it. 
that the heathen may know me. So let me say this to you. What is going on today on earth and will continue to happen for a long time before that war is the knowledge of God in the world and the church will, will become non-existent. They're already dismissing God from the scene. Is that why the Lord said, when I return, will I find faith? Yes, but God says in Ezekiel, He says, I will cause that war to happen so they'll know I'm still here. Because He'll give Israel the victory. Yeah, sure. Because now the world has dismissed God, and it's been going on for years. Mm -hmm. Now the church in some circles is dismissing God. Going into a humanistic message. We're not hearing the gospel like we used to hear. Today, it's a humanistic message. Today, by the way, today, I read uh, an, an article that in Finland they just passed a law that it is now against the law to have a religious type of church. Yeah. You have to be a secular church. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah, a secular church means you can't preach the Bible. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. A secular church means you cannot say what the Bible says. Right. You have to be uh, worldly in your preaching. So you can't mention things that they are in disagreement with. Yes. So there's now uh, preachers in Finland are going to be in deep trouble if they preach the word. Well, that's gonna that's gonna spread throughout Europe. It, it really already is. Right. It already is. So God is gonna judge. I'm being blunt here. God is gonna judge the nations that have have dismissed Him by allowing the, the troubles to continue. Right. And now here comes this Gog the chief of Magog, with a great army. And thou shalt come up against my people Israel as a cloud to cover the land. It shall be in the latter days, and I will bring thee against my land, that the heathen may know me when I shall be sanctified in you, O Gog, before their eyes. So he will cause that man named Gog and the word Gog, by the way, means chief, prince. I will use you to show the world who I am, just like God used Pharaoh. The world's leading superpower. And God... Well, we don't know when that's going to be the case. There'll be the superpower, but I think a victory is going to give them tremendous influence. I'm talking about Russia. I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with the Ukraine because there's great resistance now from the Ukrainians, but how long will they hold? We, we don't know. But, but if that war happens in Europe, possible, it could happen. For the first time since the Second World War, people are saying, oh, goodness, it could happen. And they are defeated. But, but the thing is, I must re- reemphasize, Europe will never be the same again even if there's no war. There will be instability between East and West Europe. There will be instability for many years to come. 
So in uh, basically a Cold War. The last Cold War was won when two men, Ronald Reagan and Mikhail Gorbachev, decided we're going to have peace. And Ronald Reagan decided to build what was called SDI, weapons in space, and the Soviet Union could not compete. And it harmed their economy, and finally they came to the conclusion, we cannot win the race. And the Cold War came to an end. This Cold War will not be, uh, will not be terminated like, like the last one. Because America is not in the same place it used to be. Mm-hmm. And Europe is not in the same place it used to be. And Russia is not in the same place it used to be. So the whole world has changed. But it's all leading to this. And then verse 17, Thus saith the Lord God, Art thou he of whom I have spoken in old time by my servants the prophets of Israel? Ezekiel. Which prophesied in those days many years that I would bring thee against them. It shall come to pass at that same time when Gog shall come against the land of Israel. Saith the Lord God, that my fury shall come up in my face. Or will show up. God's anger will be seen by the world. For in my jealousy and in and in my and in the fire of my wrath have I spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great shaking in the land of Israel. There will be an earthquake, is the Hebrew. So that the fish of the sea, fowls of heaven, beasts of the field, and creeping things that creep on the earth, and all the men that are upon the face of the earth, meaning the whole globe, shall shake at my presence. And the mountains shall be thrown down, the steep places shall fall, every wall shall fall to the ground. That's a massive earthquake yes. that will get the attention of humanity. There's a God, and he's angry. So when God saves Israel, he will save Israel through his creation, will declare he's, he's there. Mighty shaking. Pardon? To a mighty shaking. A mighty shaking. And that shaking, I believe, is global. Because mm. God is, is, is jealous at this point for his land. Right. And I will call for a sword against him throughout all my mountains. Saith the Lord God, every man's sword shall be against his brother. I will plead against him with pestilence. So... You talk about plagues, they're going to fall massively. And I will bring judgment, it says, the word plead, I'm going to bring judgment against him with pestilence, with blood. I will run upon him and upon his bands, upon his troops, his armies, upon the many people that are with him. And overflowing rain, great hailstones, fire and brimstone. Thus will I magnify myself, and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations, and they shall know I am the Lord. So that war is a war of revelation. Mm -hmm. God revealing who he is to the world. 
So all this that has just begun, it's, it's going to start unfolding one thing after another. First, a European shaking, Cold War, Hot War, or maybe both. It's going to shake Europe. And, you know, it may not happen like right after this uh, uh, war with the Ukraine. Right. It may take a little time before it happens. Right. On God's perfect time, that war will take place. But now, the you see, the thing is, the trust has been broken. Yes. You can't build trust that quickly. It takes years and years to build trust between nations, and it takes only a day to destroy it all. Yes. All the friendliness and, pardon? Nothing will be the same in Europe. No, nothing will be the same in Europe. I don't believe it. Mm -hmm. you, you lived in France, right. and the thing is now, like I said last night to you, or yesterday I should say, an, an exodus has begun of Jewish people going back to Israel from Europe. Today I heard they are also now going back from Poland. So the Jews are leaving Ukraine, the Jews are leaving Poland, and now the Jews will start leaving Europe to fulfill Bible prophecy, bringing all their knowledge with them. Israel will, will become the safest place on earth. It says so in Ezekiel. That's why the invasion will, will happen, coming to take a spoil from a, a people now at peace finally. After 2,000 years at peace with, the, with their neighbors. So I'm going to give you just quick points. Number one, Ukraine, what I think, what I think is going to happen is Russia is going to find out how tough the Ukrainians are. But the end will be Russia will gain the upper hand. Two, and, I, and I'm not saying that Russia will invade all of the Ukraine or win the war, they will gain the upper hand. Mm -hmm. Why did I say it? The Bible says clearly they will be a force to be reckoned with during that war. So you can't say defeat happens before that. Victory has to happen, or some type of victory, some some type of saving face. And then you're going to have a, a shaking that will continue in Europe for for a long time, maybe a few years, that will develop into a, a war, cold or hot, or both, that will bring about uh, a change to the European... Uh, world and then after that I think we're going to see Ezekiel 38 so troubles are, are, are going to multiply I mean I think this acceleration we read in Matthew is, is, is upon us uh, you're going to hear wars and rumors of wars we're hearing it it's like thundering out there <laughs> with it it's not small voices anymore. It's massive, right. loud thundering saying, war is on the horizon. And, and uh, the body of Christ will prosper. 
and the body of Christ will succeed beyond our wildest faith. I had not seen nor ear hath heard. God will do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or ever think in those days because when darkness comes on earth, glory comes into the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we're, we're going to see miracles on a scale unseen in 2,000 years of history. Amen. And let me just close by saying this to you. When did miracles really happen in the early church? They happened at a time of great persecution, great trouble. There was trouble going on between Rome and, and Judea and the Jewish people who revolted later and were destroyed. Over a million Jews were killed by the Romans, dispersed throughout the world for 2,000 years. But the troubles began way before that. The land was so troubled the people were so troubled. The apostles, after Jesus, our precious, precious Lord, rose from the dead. What was the first question they had for him? Mm-hmm. Will you restore the kingdom? Yes. Because they were troubled by Rome. Will you bring us back to peace again? Glory days of yeah, glory days again. It's not for you to know the time, but you shall receive power. And I believe what is coming now uh, uh, to, the, to, the, to the church is a time of incredible glory and power, just like the, the early church, before the great catching up. No different than what happened with Israel before they came out of Egypt. Incredible glory, incredible power, while God was destroying Egypt. And the early church, incredible power right before the Lord returns, it's going to happen. And all prophecies are going to be happening one on top of the other almost. Mm-hmm. And I think it's this is the beginning of it. So Father, strength, strength, your mighty power descending upon everyone listening to me, everyone hearing my voice, that, Lord, they, they will see such an incredible move of restoration in their life. Families will come to you running to the altar. Sons and daughters will come to you running to the altar. Mommies and daddies and children will come into salvation overnight. And miracles will happen on a scale we hadn't seen since the day of Pentecost. People raised from the dead, signs and wonders, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Would you mind, somebody's knocking at the, at the door. Let me just thank you for being with me. And uh, you can sow your seed now. It's time to give to the Lord's work. It's time to say, thank you, Jesus, I love you. And you can go sow your seed right now on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website benihin.org or you can text BHM 45777 and give to the Lord's work today and thank him thank him that your financial harvest is glorious financial future glorious glorious no lack in your life come on Marie you sit back thank you for doing that 
We're just waiting for for some food. We just had a <laughs> meeting, we're, and we're, we're all starving. But what you said, sir, yesterday was so powerful. That in the midst of the catastrophe of Egypt, of their of of their complete obliteration, it was beautiful in Goshen. Yeah, God's and people again, were protected. It'd be, it'd be more beautiful because we have a better covenant today. Hallelujah. <laughs> Okay, love you. Now, tomorrow I'm going to come back ministering the word. But I think these last few days, we, I just wanted to comfort you. Yesterday, what we did yesterday, hit over 100,000 already on Facebook. And still growing, still growing. Okay, much love, shalom, peace. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.